What's going on, my people? How y'all doing? It's me, the radical Latino, the human empanada raisin. <laughs> What's up? Don't y'all hate that when y'all eat an empanada and you think it's like meat inside? And then you bite into it and it's like a raisin? I'm like, ah, I got tricked. I'm tight. Um, nah, what's, what's up? How, how y'all doing? Um, crazy week. Crazy, crazy week. Um, a lot of talk about today. Today's gonna be a long ass episode. A lot of talk about today. Um, you know, Tariq getting, getting almost, there was a hit put on on him. The whole Drake and Pusha T joint. Roseanne, yo, there's a lot going on. But talking about that whole Drake and uh, the the Drake joint, yo, how crazy is that? Um, you know, Drake and Pusha's been going on back and forth, back and forth. This like you know, this whole time, you know, sending shots at each other and all that, and then, you know. Pusha comes out with infrared. You know, he, he he's throwing shots. You know what I'm saying? Then Drake, the Canadian, the, the 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 Canadian savior, comes and you know hits hits push with a response. You know, um, first of all, before anything else, like push. There was like some controversy about Pusha's album because his album was like I think Whitney he, Whitney's Houston's bathroom or LA home. I don't know. It was something crazy where uh, Yay Kanye uh, he uh, he um, paid something close to like eighty five thousand to so to just get the rights to the. It, it was some crazy shit like that. But um, yeah. You know, Drake response to to Pusha's infrared fire. You know what I'm saying? It was fire. He basically said, um, like he, he was basically saying, okay, I don't write my own shit, blah blah blah. Like, how many times are you gonna say something like that? You know, because at this point, it's like it's what you can't really use that against Drake. Um, Hip hop has changed. I'm telling you, like. I remember when, back in the day, if you were even rumored to have a writer, you were looked down upon. You wasn't respected. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you weren't looked at uh, as an MC, MC. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that everything changed, everything just like completely went left, and it's totally okay if you got a writer. Yeah, you don't write your songs. Fuck it. Who, who cares? That That's insane to me. But anyway, so Drake just, you know, he tackles all the points and then, you know, start hitting him with jabs and all that, saying you ain't a real drug dealer and all this other shit. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all this other shit, right? Which is, which is crazy because you don't really see Drake actually responding to people like that. Um, Drake is a type to like hit you with one or two bars in a song. 
and that's like a diss track. No. Make a legit diss track, like back to back. You know, with Meek Mill. Mind you, that was the second diss track to Meek. You know, he came out with one diss track first, which was trash. My opinion was trash. And then he followed it up with back to back. And that got buzz. That's the one that like hit Meek. You know what I'm saying? Took Meek a minute to respond, but whatever. So within maybe days, Pusha comes out with the story of Adidon. And that basically was like a ether to Drake. Drake's response wasn't an ether. Push's response was an ether to Drake. And every line meticulously put together, every line dissected, it's a legitimate shot at Drake. You don't, you know, you got you got a secret family. You know, you, your, your, girl's a, your, your girl's a porn star. Uh, you, um, you, you actually not getting all that much money because baby's taking it away from you. Like, the, the dude that you went into the game with um, can't even retire, which is, you know, a little way. Insane. And the album cover, well, not the album cover, but the cover song for this this track is Drake and Blackface. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, we don't know how long Drake, well, I'm sorry, I'm I'm saying, we don't know how long Push had this photo out. We don't know. But for some reason, in his first diss track, with infrared, he says, "I don't have to tap dance for the mass uh, for for massa." Um, you know, blah blah blah, and all this other shit. They like kind of like hinting at, like saying, "Listen, I don't have to basically be a coon." But then, what's showing with this photo? There was a reason why he said that. So th- that now I'm actually questioning, like, yo, how long he had this shit? And he like posted it where he got the web, like the picture from, something like this, like a very very famous um, photographer. You know what I'm saying? Very famous photographer. And the thing is, Drake took this photo a long time ago. There's two photos of him. You know, the one Push put out. You know what I'm saying? And the other one of Drake just, you know, with his eyes closed or whatever. It was taken long time ago, but it was in this photographer's, you know, website. And he, he seems like one of these Hollywood dudes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to put my conspiracy hat on. I'm not trying to, you know, get all Illuminati or whatever. But if you're going to take a photo like that, right? Mind you, if you look at this website, you you see a bunch of like artistic photos, but you know some some people are naked, you know, and some people are, you know are not or whatever. But if you look at the website, the guy's the the photographer, you know, his experience and all the photos that he's taken. But 
the only one that stands out is Drake with blackface on. And it was really weird because the the photographer said he put out a statement saying that it was, you know, Drake's idea to do it. And Drake put out an official statement saying that it was my idea to do it because, you know, I wanted to shine light on uh, how black men in high positions of power and entertainment are basically looked at or, you know, used and stuff like that. Good message. But this is where I raise the question. I'm not I'm trying I'm not trying to put my conspiracy hat on. I'm not trying to put my tinfoil hat. But check this out. Out of all those pictures, Drake's is the only one that stands out. Seems to me that I don't think it was Drake's idea. Drake is not that deep. He's not that clever. Drake has never ever spoken out about the ills of the black community never has spoken out about the biggest constant racism coming from Canada and don't you guys don't get it confused there's a lot of racism in Canada racism is just not allocated in the in the southern part of America no white supremacy is all over but he has never spoken out about stuff like that and for him to take a photo and put it under the guise as it being deep, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I don't believe that. I think that he got paid. Once again, it's all conspiracy. I'm not saying it's a fact. This is just me putting two and two together. You know what I'm saying? I think he got paid. Hey, put this blackface on. You know, this and that with the Jim Crow hoodie. My man had a Jim Crow hoodie, B. Jim Crow hoodie. And take these two photos. My man was bucking, you know, and all that. And I think that he did it. Well, they, the, the, you know, the, the dominant society did it as a way to like, like, you know, make fun of him behind his back, like, you know, like behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> look, uh, he's a, uh, he's like the top selling hip hop artist right now. <laughs> He's actually a coon, you know. <laughs> Look, we give him money, he could do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, that's what I think. Cause you know, I don't know. I'm like, I could be completely wrong. Again, this is not based on facts. It's just me trying to put two and two together. It's just me, my little conspiracy hat on. All right. Like this is no. This is just me putting two two together. But talking about um, so segueing that to Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian was all over Twitter, by the way. Uh, She went to the White House and she, she went there under the guides of prison reform. And a lot of people were clowning her, including myself. I was clowning her too. You know, I'm like, why, what the hell you got, you know, what, what, what do you got to say that's so deep that they need to call you into the White House? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got nothing deep to say? Like, 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 what, what are you going to tell them? Like, um, you know, if you, Trump, if you take, you know, take the perfect bathroom pictures, you got to use this camera and this setting. Like, like, what deep do you got to say? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in prison reform, that's another crack of bullshit. That's the reason why I'm making this episode Understanding White Supremacy. I, I'm going to segue into that. But, you know, she went there under the guise of prison reform. The, what, what kind of what reform are you trying to you know what what's a reform what is there to reform of you know what are you curing crime isn't a disease you know what I'm saying crime isn't something that you're born with it's something that happens from where you're at you know so she went under the guise of prison reform and I was like, this sounds like some bullshit to me because she got nothing to say, you know, besides like, um, y'all could, you know, uh, eight different ways to boost up, uh, you know, a cell phone up your ass probably, but this, I, she had nothing, she's not that relevant in, in subjects like this, but, um, I believe it was CNN or they gave her an interview and asked her, why did you, uh, you know, why did you meet with Trump? And she said, oh, the reason why I met with Trump was because I wanted to talk about the this lady that Kim Kardashian actually bought some lawyers for. This black lady, she's locked up, like I think 20-something years to, it was, it's something crazy. 20-something to life or something like that for, um, I think, um, murdering her ex-boyfriend or something. Something wild like that. She was getting abused and all that, and um, she got locked up, and Kim Kardashian um, hired some lawyers to basically, you know, help with her legal fees. You know, and like, well, you know, help her out. You know, get her out, which is a good thing. But notice how... The media and even Kim Kardashian herself said, oh yeah, I went there to talk about this. Never once said, hey, why don't you pardon her? Never once said, listen, you pardoning all these, um, you know, white supremacists and suspected white supremacists left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. Pardon this black woman that was abused, pardon her. No, it was about prison reform. You know what I'm saying? You see how everything changes? Because Trump, right after that, pardons that racist ass Indian dude. I forgot his name. My man's saying some foul shit. But he pardoned, he pardoned him. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he, he pardoned him. And remember the dude, I, I made a mistake on my first episode. I said Texas. I should have said Arizona. Somebody corrected me on that. But the, te- the, the, the Arizona guy, he, he got pardoned. You know what I'm saying? He got pardoned. Trump doesn't pardon no black person. No, uh, no, no person that he doesn't seem at a see as like inferior unless you're actually harming all the black people he's not gonna pardon you for what he's a he you know he believes in what he believes you know what i'm saying and i'm very i'm being very careful in what i said but he he ain't gonna do that he he pardoned jack johnson a hundred years ago 
Jack Johnson, he pardoned him now. The man is dead. Why would you pardon him now? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's and that's what white supremacists like to do. Um, I'm not calling Trump a white supremacist, by the way. Let's get that uh, let's get that 100% clear. But white supremacists in positions of power, what they like to do is pardon black people who suffered injustice 60, 80, 100 years later after their legacy has been drugged all throughout the mud and they're not even here to see that pardon. They died with a stigma, you know? So th- that, that's what they like to do, you know? And uh, I, uh, that's, what th- that's what they did to that kid. I forgot his name. The first kid that was, was um, the first kid, for, it was like a 14-year-old black kid who was sentenced to death. He got pardoned years later, you know, 100 years later. And I think that's what they're gonna do to uh, to that whole, uh, you know, that, I think that's what they're gonna do to this lady um, th- now. I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have a part in this lady, maybe like after she's long gone. Oh, she served her time, you know, but we looked over the evidence and it's all right. You know what I'm saying? So that whole prison reform, and I called it out on Twitter. People were mad at me. I said, nah, this is some bullshit. You ain't doing this to this, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, my man giving out pardons, like, the autographs, and you just gonna skeet away from the, the fuck out of here with that shit. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? So I was calling that shit out, you know? And the, the funny thing is, um, Roseanne. That's another thing that happened. Roseanne, um, she tweeted. She got her show canceled off of basically being a fucking racist, her damn self. You know what I'm saying? She got her show canceled. She said, um, it's like Planet of the Apes and a Muslim got together and they equal um, VJ is one of the um, former presidents. President Obama was like, I think one of the, his staff members or whatever. You know, wild races, you know, wild races. And this is what I'm talking about getting on code. When she came out with that racist ass tweet talking about, you know, someone being black, and monkeying all that other bullshit muzzle. Listen, that was wild racist and everybody knew it. But this is the thing about getting on code. For when she brought that tweet everybody right after her show got canceled, started caping for her. Everybody started caping for her. Everybody. Jimmy Kimball. You know, suspected white supremacist Alex Jones. I think he, I think he is. I'm gonna say suspected because I, I need a little bit more evidence. But I'm gonna suspect him as being a white supremacist. But anyway, 
So you got all these people get uh, getting on code defending for her, saying that, well, you know, um, yeah, what she said was racist. But whenever you hear that word, but after something else, get on high alert with this person. They don't have the, my best interests at heart. You know what I'm saying? So, Jimmy Kimball came out, you know, caping for her. Big sign. Alex Jones, the same thing. Alex Jones took a different approach. This dude, he said, um, well, I don't know what, well, I can't even do the voice. Well, hold on, let me see if I can try it. Well, what you guys gotta understand is that everybody's seen us monkeys, you know? Everybody's seen us monkeys. <laughs> that was a fucked up Alex Jones impression, but... <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said that everybody has is seen as monkeys, and it's not racist. Everybody's seen as monkeys. And this clip, my man is with his shirt off. He got clips of him with his shirt off saying, look, I'm, a, I'm seen as a monkey too. This... Fuck out of here. She was wild racist with that tweet. Everybody started caping for her after her show got canceled. And... Tariq Nasheed told us very well that, listen, white supremacists, they don't get fired. They only get transferred. So her show got canceled. You know, all right, unfortunate for her. But best believe she's going to pick up something else somewhere else. Or she's still going to get a writing gig for her show somewhere else. And they're not going to use her name. Because that's what white supremacists do. They look out for each other. You know what I'm saying? They look out for each other, and that's what we got to do. We got to look out for each other. They have a code. You know what I'm saying? They have a code. No matter what they do, they have a code. Tommy Lauren. She, she is a... No, I'm calling her a white supremacist. Fuck the suspected. She is a white supremacist. But look look what she... You know, look, look what happened. You know, they threw water at her. And everybody that was saying, wow, she's crazy. Why would she say these type of things? That's insane. Well, you know, if you disagree with her message, you don't really have to throw water at her. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that, they're staying on code. They're staying on code. They're staying on code. So that's exactly what we got to do. We got to stay on code, stay on their ass. You know what I'm saying? Even if a person in our community do some crazy shit, be like, well, let's look into his background. Maybe he was on antidepressants. Let's look at his upbringing. You know? Let's call out white supremacy because we all victims of white supremacy. You know, we got to stay on code. You know what I'm saying? Just like they do to their people, we got to do it to our people. Don't Let's not just throw one of our people under the bus just because white mommy and white daddy is saying to do? Fuck that. Hell no. We gotta stay on code. They stay on code? We gotta stay on code. We gotta remember this. White supremacy is 24-7. Non-stop. When you think that it's not happening, it's happening. Dr. Neely Fuller said that. It's 24-7. But it, it, I'm, I'm already going into that the topic. I'm not even going to go into that right now. But I'm going to talk about one more thing. And 
it's the whole Tariq Nasheed attempted death, you know, assassination attempt. This man is very important and very influential in our community. And the fact that he goes on and on and on and on exposing white supremacists, we have to protect him. Because guess what? They go, white supremacists go after the people that speak out against white supremacists and break their codes down. Tariq Nasheed was basically had, a, you know, an attempted... Uh, you know, a murder attempt. They called a fake bomb threat and all that to his house. And a bunch of dudes with guns and all that showed up. You know what I'm saying? And there's actually a news clip. I got it right here. Hold on. Skyfox Los Angeles police officers creep toward the home of Tariq Nasheed. He was sound asleep when police first tried to make contact by telephone. They said, this is the police. You need to come outside. What are you wearing? So I hung up again. I'm like, that sounds weird. A fourth call sent Nasheed to his front door. I looked out the front door and there was people with guns pointed at me. He called the police back and was advised to go outside with his ID. They were told that there was bombs in the house and bombs. I had my wife kidnapped and tied up and they, it was just a whole thing they made up. And again, the police kind of suspected that it could have been a swatting thing. Swatting is when someone makes a false report to police prompting an emergency response. A lot of stuff we want to talk about tonight. Nasheed is a popular figure on YouTube and has produced a series of documentaries about blacks in America. Anytime you talk about racial injustice, that's going to make you a target. Going back and Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X, Dr. King. He believes white supremacists are behind the swatting, the same ones that troll him online and have sent police on false reports to his public speaking events. This, though, is the first time he's been targeted at home and involved his wife and child. Nasheed remained cool, but questions why he was handcuffed when police already suspected this was a bogus call. They were actually good guys, and I take my hat off to them. They were very professional. But what if they weren't, though? You know, that's a dangerous situation to put somebody in, especially a person, a black American, in this day and age where you can be killed with impunity. Well, he also points to an incident in Kansas earlier this year. That's when a man here in Los Angeles called swatting in Kansas, and then the man there was killed by police. Meantime, what is the penalty for swatting? It's a minor one, basically making a false report to police. And again, as she said, it probably should be more strict since it can put people in real jeopardy. Reporting live in Chatsworth, Susan Hirasuna, Fox 11 News. Yep, so there it goes. You know what I'm saying? They targeted this man, and this is the thing. This is the thing that I've, uh, this, this is what happened. So, a couple of days ago, Tyreek was going, um, exposing this dude named Ice Poseidon. Some, some YouTube dude, right? Exposing this guy on him using the N-word and all that. Multiple videos and multiple incidences of this guy antagonizing black folk. He almost got beat up a couple of times, but video on top of video on top of video on top of video on top of video. And the thing about that is 
he was getting on this dude's ass. So, Ice, you know, got his little white, you know, white supremacist people together and all that shit. Started trolling this dude. You know what I'm saying? They started trolling Tariq. And Tariq, you know, he was just lighting them up. You know what I'm saying? He was exposing them and all that. Now, he does, he did a broadcast the day before this whole incident happened. His whole broadcast basically was talking about racism in the gaming community. Because this ice, this ice guy, Ice Poseidon dude, he's a he's a he's a popular gamer. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he, you know, he did a whole broadcast. People, you know, got white supremacists there in the room. CX, CX, they start throwing the CX. You know, a C and an X. They they uh they they came at me with that bullshit talking about. It's a smiley face and all that. Nah. It's a white supremacist code word. Because when I pointed it out, hey, how come I always see CX after some racist shit is being said? Oh, well, you can't control what people do. You know, those, those are them. That's not what it is. Um, If the person that CX is being based upon... It's saying some wild, racist, foul shit. Then yeah, it is. That that's what it is. It's it's some white supremacist code word, and that's basically. But I'm 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 gonna get into that my, my main topic. So, um, you know, Tariq was, you know, getting on their ass, getting on their ass, getting on their ass with that. So then what happened? They. You know, went to these little white supremacist meeting places like Reddit and 4chan. And they orchestrated this bullshit, you know, uh, call to to the cops. And let's call it what it is. They wanted the cops to shoot Tariq down. Let's just call it what it is. Let's, you know, let's not... That's not lollygag with the bullshit. They wanted to shoot this man down. That's what they wanted the cops to do. Because they know in the system that we live in, they know that we live in a system of white supremacy and there's a couple of cops who do not do the duties as uh, of cops. They do, you know, they, they base everything on race. So that's what they'll do. They'll shoot someone non-white just to feel superior. So they know this. So, you know, you can't be getting confused with that. So that's what they were hoping. It didn't happen. Um, you know, I kind of tied this whole thing in with the episode last week. Uh, and uh, because from all the news reports, you guys remember, you know, calling cops of black people in Starbucks calling cops from people barbecuing and all this other crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not far-fetched. Why? they? You know what I'm saying? There's a reason for this. You know what I mean? So they called, you know, because they wanted Tariq to, to, you know, to get shot down. Um, Tariq says that he did a broadcast a, couple, uh, a day after. He said that... um. What say, what he thinks saved him was the news cameras and the topper because there was a there was a, a a helicopter in the sky. That's what saved him. That's what he said. That's what saved him. I think 
what really saved them was um, uh, the fact that this was being broadcast live, you know, and his his name, his notoriety. I think that's what saved them. His notoriety and the the, the news cameras. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what I think saved them. And I said this on Twitter. Tariq gets death threats. Like he posts up every day, every day, every day. And he he acts it after FBI. He you know sends it to the FBI. Nothing happens. These people don't get investigated. You know what I'm saying? But this whole swatting thing, which is another bullshit term, it's not really swatting because there's no law for against someone making a bullshit a, a call and it's called swatting. It's called, you know, making a false police report. But this, you know, murder attempt um, was orchestrated by these, you know, white supremacists online. And he believes so and I believe so. Everybody with common sense can see that, you know, this isn't a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? It isn't just out of thin air why he got targeted. You know what I'm saying? And they, they went through this man's home. Come on, dude. You, people don't know, Tariq does a lot of work. A lot of work. And he's a very prominent figure in the black community. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that white supremacists is trying to take him out. Listen, we got we to gotta ride off of this man because there's not a lot of him left. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of him out here. Who's really doing what he does? Who's really making hidden color documentaries who wakes us up like he does? Who's really exposing white supremacists left and right, 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 like he does? Come on, we got we to gotta be honest here. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we got to be honest. You know what I mean? Now, which leads me to my main topic. Understanding white supremacy. Understanding white supremacy. So let's get a couple of things out the way. I'm going to be discussing... This is going to be a part one. There's a reason why I put part one, because... The concept of white supremacy is so deep and so long, this shit will become a three-hour podcast. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to break it down in increments, part one, part two, and part three. You know what I'm saying? But understanding white supremacy. When I say white supremacist, I'm not calling all white people white supremacists whatsoever. There's a lot of white people who are non-racist. And then there's white supremacists. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's only two. There's no gray. There's no in between. There's no, well, you know, these people have families too. No, there's nothing. There's non-racist white people. And there's white supremacists. How do I know there's non-racist white people? Because there's a lot of non-racist white people out here who do work in non-white communities and help us out and they expose these white supremacists but anyway so that's what I'm talking about when I say white supremacists I'm not saying all white people I'm never saying all white people there's non-racist white people and there's white supremacists point blank period 
Now, the definition of what white supremacist is, so we could understand when we talk about white supremacy. The definition. People who are classified as white, who mistreat, abuse, and control people who are classified as non-white. That's the working definition that's always been the working definition of what white supremacy is. Now, there's nine areas of activity of white supremacy that me, that we need to, you know, discuss. Nine areas. And this happens between people. The nine areas of activity of white supremacy is economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. You guys counted. That's nine. Nine areas of activity between people that white supremacy targets. That's what white supremacy regulates. You cannot go anywhere outside that area between people and not experience white supremacy whatsoever. If you ever do, that's probably because you're on another planet somewhere. Anyway, so with each rule that I'm gonna, which area, I'm sorry, which area that I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna add a rule. And there's a few rules that white supremacy regulates to. A couple of rules, you know? Rule number one is stay on code. We're going back to the whole Roseanne thing. Staying on code. These people were staying on code on, you know, protecting her. Same thing the Ice Poseidon. They were staying on code, you know, calling, you know, these bogus calls at Tariq's house. They were staying on code. And that's rule number one. Staying on code. And they call out little things here and there that will let other white supremacists know, hey, listen, I'm one of your brothers. You know, I don't have to tell you, I mean, you don't have to have a discussion about it. I'll send you this little code word and you already know what it is. I'm your brother. Like CX, that's a code word. The white power symbol, the OK symbol, that's another code word. Um, if you guys disagree with me with the OK symbol being a code word, Richard Spencer, um, he, he acknowledged that that's what it was. Um, 1488, that's another code word. 14 means the 14, you know, words to preserve the white race, blah, blah, blah. 88, you know, H, the eighth letter of the alphabet. Hail Hitler, you know what I'm saying? So... The, these are like small little code words white supremacists send to each other. You know, saying cuck. You know what I'm saying? Saying that to each other. That's another code word. And that's rule number one. You know? The, well, actually, it's not a rule. I'm going to take that back. It's not a rule. It's just something that they do. You know what I'm saying? So, rule number one, actually, that, that's what I'm going to get at. Rule number one is keeping people confused of what racism, white supremacy is. You cannot combat a systematic system like white supremacy if you're confused. So what they'll do, 
is interject little stupid ass words like intersectionality into the mix. They'll say, oh, wait, that's not racist. Oppressed people could oppress other groups of people. You know what I'm saying? People keeping someone confused of what white, white supremacy is. That's not racist. We're not racist. Well, you know, there's a there's a black guy right there. You know, he's working. He he actually he earns more than I do. You know, just because you tokenize a couple of people and you keep them there as beacons of hope doesn't mean anything when you can regulate the masses of poor black people. You know what I'm saying? These two prominent black people, I'm just giving an example, um, that, you know, dominant society just picks out, they will not regulate the income of black society, which goes to my first area of activity, economics. Economics, one of the areas of activity of white supremacy. When I can control a people, I could control that economically. That means they go into welfare. I could control who stays in that house if you're on welfare. My welfare people know. If they got have Section 8, I could control who lives in that house because of Section 8. My Section 8 people know. This isn't something coming out of turn. Taking resources from a community that you're in is white supremacy. So when you control the way these people get money, you control their livelihood. You know what I'm saying? So that's one example of what white supremacy is. Another area of activity is education. Education. Another area of activity. If you're in a poor, disenfranchised area, you're not going to have the best schools. If I'm controlling your money, you won't have money to go to a good private school. Now, education is all based upon white supremacy. Why? Because the dominant society said, okay, you guys want to integrate into our schools. That's totally fine. But you're not going to do it when we're there. We're going to have these things called private school or charter schools. And anybody that knows anything about private or charter schools, they could attest that basically they interview the parents and interview the kid to see if they are a good fit inside their system, inside those walls. And the thing is, there's a couple of reports that came out that some, some schools jack up the prices for black students. You know what I'm saying? But that's just a very, you know, minute example. They miseducate. Part of white supremacy is to miseducate you not let you, uh, keep you at a level they like to keep you at zero but keep you at a level where you cannot surpass 
what they're allowing you to, you know, achieve. The special ed system inside these schools. Anybody ever notice? The majority of them are black and Latinos. Majority of them. You go into any school, especially here down here in New York, if you go down to any school and you go into these white areas of schools like downtown Manhattan, you know, or these Asian areas of schools, and for some reason, the majority of specialized students are black and Latinos. The majority of them. You could have a school predominantly Albanian and Asian, but for some reason, they make up 95%. And the only 5% of non-white, non-Asian people are in special ed. Does that seem odd to anybody? We, we, we gotta look at the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying? But then you'll have people saying, well, wh what happens? There is white people in, special, in these special ed programs. There are Asian people in these special ed programs. You're right, there are. But there's something inherently wrong. They got helmets and wheelchairs on crutches and all that shit. Yeah, they, they don't have the privilege because that's something, okay, this is the system that's set up for you. Here, here we go. Now, you really do need the help. You know what I'm saying? You really do need the, these, the, the system that we set up. But everybody else? No. They don't. The school system gets, I think in New York, it gets, I think, was it 10? I think it was it 10 or 12? thousand per specialist kid and you don't think a, a school that may a, let's say just greedy greedy school would just funnel kids that are viewed as non you know non-desirables into a program that they don't really need and the miseducation even goes a, lo a lot lower than that because we're not seeing you as a high capacity of brain function. We're not seeing you as the top peak people. Of course, we're gonna miseducate you a lot more. We're gonna actually repeat the same thing that you already learned. You know, so the education system is based on white supremacy. And that segues me to my second rule. Hiding black historical progress in the world. That goes with miseducation. Yeah, there's a lot of black historical progress that's happened all over. Like the internet. The internet was invented by a black man. I think he was Haitian or something, I think. Nigerian? Nigerian, Haitian or something like that. Invented by a black man. A lot of people don't know that. Most of these cities in the United States were founded by black men. Like Chicago and Illinois. Founded by a black man. California, I think in Los Angeles, I believe. Founded by a black man. One in, in New York, the in Central Park. Before it was Central Park, it was this 
town full of black people. You know, they, they were uh, they were runaway slaves or whatever, but they made a community of themselves. And it was a somewhat of a prosperous community, somewhat. But then you started hearing the relabeling of of their town, calling them a shanty town. Oh, that's a that's a shanty town. Those are people, you know, homeless people. You know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're non-desirables. And that's when the city goes, I think we need a park. Yeah, the perfect way to get a park is build it within this black community. You know, so when you hide the history of a people, you can start controlling them. You know what I'm saying? Beating their language down. Like English. English isn't the native language for most black people. Spanish isn't the native language for most Latinos. Not at all. And and it bugs me out whenever I do meet Latin people. I ask them, yo, what are you? They like Spanish. I'm like, Spanish is a it's a language, not a not a race. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm speaking English. I don't look like Queen Elizabeth. I don't say I'm English. You know what I'm saying? It bugs me out, but that that's you know me connecting Latinos and blacks together. You know, Spanish is not our main language. Same thing as English. English is not a main language. You know, Spanish people learn the bastardized version of Spanish. That's why we got like things like que lo que hay, como está, tato, ay. You know what I'm saying? And black folks learn the bastardized version of English by poor white folks. You know what I'm saying? So everything is, you know, connected, which goes into my third area of activity, labor, jobs. It was a very interesting article I read a year and a half ago, I'm gonna say. The article said that most high school drop, white high school dropouts earn more than black college graduates. Yeah, you guys heard it right. High school, white high school dropouts earn more in jobs and in everything else than black college graduates. You heard it right. This is from rollingout.com. They made this study. Um, I believe from what I read, like within a, a span couple of years or whatever but yeah and do you think that is because they pulled themselves up from their bootstraps because they not sagging their pants or is it because we live in a system that's based on race you know what I'm saying there was another article that talked about anti-black hiring discrimination is still prevalent today as it was in 1989. This comes from Vox, V-O-X.com. This is very real. So yeah, white supremacy controls labor. Don't believe me? 
any of my corporate people listeners just 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 look when you go into your business uh, business uh, offices look who's the security guards majority of them they're black and Latinos who are the janitors majority of them black and Latinos you know you might have one black person that is like a manager of an office it's not the owner though it could be easily easily be replaceable there's always a glass ceiling you know there was another study that came out years ago that said if your name sounded black they'll rip up the application this is a very very real thing and this is how white supremacy controls everything so it so what we discuss it controls education economics and labor that's the three things that i'm going to talk about today i talk about the next three things the next time and the next three things the next time so what we so what we could remember let's 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 repeat <laughs> so we can remember this education economics and labor and remember white supremacy is a code people stay on code and the two rules that we discuss keeping people confused of what racism white supremacy is and hiding history from you you know what i'm saying but i'm gonna get out of here i told you guys it was gonna be kind of a long show um a little bit longer than it was last week but i, I like talking about this you know it's something that i'm very passionate about it's something that we should all should be passionate about and something that we should be discussing a lot more not talking about prison reform we're talking about reform from white supremacy but whatever so yeah um i really love to hear what you guys have to say hit me up on twitter at radical underscore latino underscore instagram the same thing radical underscore latino underscore um you know share it with your friends let me know what y'all what y'all think let's start a discussion hit me up on twitter on a message if you guys want to have a discussion or whatever you know what i'm saying all right i'm out